It's so difficult to really change. Difficult? <laughs> why, why, look here. Changing from bad to good's as easy as taking your first step. Put one foot in front of the other. And soon you'll be walking across the floor. Put one foot in front of the other. And soon you'll be walking out the door. You never will get... Welcome to Four Feet Running, episode 45. Finally, I think. Take three. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. We're in Fall River, and we're tired of trying to do this. All right. And I'm just plain tired and hungry. Because I ran about 10 miles this morning. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we've had a few attempts at this. We uh, we tried to record a bunch of times before. This is the third time we're doing this. Yes. People have been wondering where we've been. We've been trying to record. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> we've been trying, but it just doesn't work. No. We've, well, again, we're still on that bit string of bad luck. Yeah. It's, it's gotten less, you know, with people dying and whatnot, but That still, always helps. Um... You know, your car got broken and broken into, and yeah. we got a flat tire, hence why we didn't get to record the last time, one of the last times. Yeah, last week we were driving somewhere we were going to record. On the way there, this guy starts pulled up, like, you know, alongside us on the highway, just pointing at the car. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is this at? <laughs> I know. Well, you took it sort of offensively. Yeah. I said, I think he's trying to help us. And I said, but I no. Don't know what you're trying to say. <laughs> no. <laughs> but we had a flat. Yeah. And, you know, we, we didn't have a jack with us. I thought I had one. Yeah, you know, you figure you get a car, it's probably got a tire jack in it. It's the first flat with this car, so. Yeah. So we were stranded <laughs> in Tiverton, Rhode Island. We didn't have a tire jack. We didn't have any money. No. We we, didn't have- I didn't bring my purse. Yep. On my wallet, and you didn't bring your wallet, your whole wallet. So no AAA. Yep. We didn't have any money. We didn't have a cell phone, because I didn't bring my cell phone, and it probably wasn't charged anyway. Yeah. And so, I don't own one, so. Yeah, so we figured, well, what are we going to do? We're stuck in the middle of Tiverton, Rhode Island here, which isn't very far from our house, yeah. but still far enough. Yeah. About eight miles. So we figured, uh, rather than do the show... And let the car sit there on the slowly leaking tire. Yeah. Why don't we just drive home on the bad tire? Yeah. Hope that it makes it close to home. Yeah, it was slow. It was a yeah. slow leak. We did make it. Yeah. And, and then we found the jack in the car in another spot. Yeah, it was there all along. <laughs> <sighs> Tires for my car are very, very, very expensive. Yeah. Because they're 14 inches, the guy said. Yeah, and you got like a station wagon. Yeah. So they're they're big tires. Yeah, I just want to throw up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so we made another attempt of recording just a little bit ago. Yeah, a few minutes ago actually, we went to go see Grandma. Yep. And we were in her building, and we were we started recording in the elevator on the way back down, mm-hmm. and we had a great little conversation. Yeah. With some guy who was there, who would have been hilarious. It would have been lovely. Oh, but, but no. You know what? Batteries were dead. Oh, but who's in right. charge of the batteries? That would be me. <laughs> so this is attempt number three. I'm going to check the recorder. It seems to be operational. 
So I think Roger will call where I go right yeah. now. We just have to figure out where to run. Yeah. Nowhere fancy today, just around the neighborhood. Yeah. So a couple of lessons we've learned is uh, when someone pulls alongside you on the highway and points helpfully at your car, yeah. don't flip them off and <laughs> drive away. Listen to your wife. Yeah. Let's just listen to your wife. She knows better than you. <laughs> when you do get a flat tire, check the whole trunk for a tire jet. Yeah. It might be hiding in some crevice. Yeah, in a compartment that you didn't realize you had. The one that's shaped like a car jack, yeah. in fact. Um, and what else? Also check your batteries before you go out recording something. Or just change them like change I them regularly. suggested. Because yeah. we have rechargeable, so big deal. Yeah. You change them. Yeah, you could do that. That would also be an option. Just saying, again, listen to your wife. Lessons learned. <laughs> Luck be a lady tonight. Luck be a lady tonight. Luck if you've ever been a lady to begin with. Luck be a lady tonight. So we're trying. Hopefully, this doesn't end up too windy. Yeah. Or rustly, because I have the mic under my shirt right now. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have a bit of wind going on in New England this year. Speak for yourself. Oh. Let's take. And we're gonna try doing four miles today. Yep. If I can make it. There's somebody I need to beat on Runner Plus. Who thinks? Who's getting a little cocky? <laughs> he's, uh, you know, you think he's a, just a nice little, quiet little Englishman running around. No, and he's a big pain in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> you see, he used to be such a nice guy. Yeah. Turns out he's got an attitude. Yeah, someone decided to go beyond the 10% rule and run six days a week. Nigel. Yes. I'm running from the Reaper. I ran 10 this morning. I ran almost 6 last night. Now I'm going to do 4. He thinks he's way ahead of me right now. 20 miles. <laughs> Wait till you get back and you plug in all your miles. Yeah. And you just go, bam! <laughs> thinks I'm out of it. He almost. I almost got out of it because I wasn't feeling good again. This is all on the uh, this is all on the million feet running challenge on runnerplus.com. Yeah. You guys have been neck and neck for weeks. Yeah, it's always by fractions in a mile. He gets ahead and then you pull ahead and it's very funny. I like it. Actually this is like the fourth recording because we tried going on Saturday but I got really sick. Oh that's right, yeah. Yeah. Alright, let's take four then. Yeah. I'm so. still running, I'm just still not feeling good. But last task this week. Yeah, you've got some medical stuff you're going to be doing later in the week that should hopefully yeah. just at least figure out what's going on with you. And I've, I've had a few before. I got to eat a radioactive egg salad sandwich. Yeah. And then I got to watch it in my stomach. And then after that, you grew the superpowers of an egg salad sandwich. Yeah, so I just really stink. <laughs> Power paprika at your fingertips. No paprika, it was very bland. You shoot mayonnaise from your eyes. <laughs> well, that's why they got me to wear the rubber gloves while I ate it. They didn't want me to get it on my hand. 
just ingest it. Yeah, you don't want to get any radioactive particles on your clothes. No. Just eat it. Yeah. Put it in your mouth and chew. Put it right in your belly. So that was like a stomach emptying test. Yeah. That's two hours I'll never get back. And we shall hopefully see what the deal is. Yeah. And end this nonsense. So I can beat Nigel. I'm going to I want to take days off because I'm feeling sick. Screw that. <laughs> Have you ever reminded him that if it wasn't for us, he'd be speaking German right now? <laughs> I think you have a few times. <laughs> yeah. So we're probably going to be slowing down our, our recording a bit. Yeah. It's been tough, not just because of the bad luck and stuff. That hasn't just, helped either. That's not helping at all, but just life stuff and house things we're trying to get out of our way. A lot of work stuff. Yeah. I don't know about you, but the economy isn't so great around here. Yeah, what is it, drop 300 points? Dow Jones dropped 300 points today? Yeah. So far? So well, we're going to try to concentrate on that, but we're not giving up the podcast. No, no, not at all. No, and, you know, we'll probably just slow it down to every two weeks. You know, if we have a race come up, we'll do that. Yeah, we'll record one of those. Because um, I have about two half marathons coming up. Yeah. And you have the 5K. Yep, I got the Hartford. Uh, 5K, you're going to do the half marathon for the Worldwide Festival of Races. And I have the uh, Wicked something or other Salem half marathon the week before. Yeah. So we'll probably put a podcast out for each of those. Yeah, we'll do those. And, you know, if you think about it, it's really been more like every 10 days anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Just because of time it takes to edit it and record and finding time to record and all that stuff. It's really been about every 10 days. Yeah. It'll probably just be more like regularly every two weeks. Yeah. It takes a while to record it. And, uh, Especially when you've had the bad luck week. <laughs> yeah. Finding time in both our schedules. Then getting time to edit it all. Well, that's your fun part. I like editing it, yeah. I'm, I'm, running is my fun part. And yours is the uh, editing. Yeah. We wanted to talk about the books we've been reading. So we, again, disclaimer, we have no notes with us. We may not quote things correctly. Yeah. But we did read the Chi Running book by Danny Dreyer. Yeah. And I read The Pose Method of Running by Dr. Romanoff. Yeah. Romanoff? Romanoff? Roman, rom, ramen noodle. I don't know. He's a Russian guy. Dr. Noodles. Dr. Noodles. We've been sort of practicing that. And I've been trying to figure out the differences between the pose method and the chi running method, which, according to Danny Dreyer on a website, is completely different. Not really. It's some nuances, but that are different, but not really that different. So what did you think of the chi running book? Um, I'm still in the middle of it. I'm still skimming it. I'm not reading it for uh, literary merit. I'm skimming it, trying to get all the lessons. I just wish you didn't talk about chi so damn much. I know. You know, if you believe in chi, that's fine. Well, we don't. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just can't believe in an invisible, undetectable force that makes you go. If it's invisible and undetectable, how do you know it's there? I know. Well, his, his, 
his quote was, because you're alive, that's how you know you have chi. And that's not necessarily true, because I could say I have invisible marshmallows in my veins, and that's really keeping me alive. But you can't, you can't detect it by science. That's just pulling it out of my ass. Anyway, he does talk about it a lot. The first three chapters of it are all about chi and how it flows through your body, whatnot. I wasn't really interested in that. I mean, only interested as in as far as it makes logical sense. Like, you just relax. Well, <laughs> you know, the, the, when you relax, you'll work up, you'll work better. Basically, the, the key points that I think are valid are non-cheating things. And basically, one is to have good posture. Yep. To basically align your body from ankle, shoulders, head, neck, all mm-hmm. those points. Yeah. In a straight line. And two. Don't waste energy. Don't waste energy. The thing. So basically, relax while you run. Yeah. And keep it in mind. Don't tense up. Don't. Don't really force your muscles to work. Yeah. Number three, the main point is, don't land on your heel. Um, yeah. Land midfoot. So by doing that, you what you want to do is run at a lean. Yeah. Like you're leaning on something. Yeah, you're leaning forward a little bit. From your ankles, not from your waist. Again, keeping the posture straight. The lean is supposed to be, the main point is that you're using gravity to pull you forward uh, rather than uh, using your muscles. To push you forward, yeah. 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 Although he, he emphasizes too, too much about how you don't use muscles. But if we didn't use muscles, we would not be able to stand or move, period. So you have to use some muscles. So give me a break. Yeah, we would just collapse. But I think those four points are really oh, yeah. are okay. And yeah. I've been trying to give, I've been trying to incorporate them a little in my running. Yeah. Especially the posture. Oh, I mean, to be honest, I'm getting a lot out of it. I do think it can work. I just don't think for exactly the reasons why he says. I got a lot of the problems he talks about. I got crappy posture. Yeah. I force myself to run. I, I have a bad form. Everything I tense up yeah. everywhere, my arms, legs, everywhere. So it's hard for me to breathe. And when I try to relax a little more and just try to you know, make an effort to breathe and subconsciously sort of relax my lungs. And yeah, not keep your shoulders by your ears all tensed up. Yeah. Which when people get tired, sometimes tend to do that. Yeah. I don't know why we do the opposite of what we should be doing. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, the same thing with arms. People who get tired, sometimes their arms go up in the air. Yeah. Like they're ready to fight. Yeah. <laughs> Must be because they don't want to let them just dangle. Like, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. yeah, rather than... You know, keeping them at the waist, at a light, dangling kind of deal. Yeah. I'm not sure where we're going. I just... Yeah, we'll just go this way. Anyway. But uh, when I do those things, it does feel better. It does help. I think the midfoot strike is yeah. very valuable. The pose method um, advocates running more on your forefoot and the balls of your heels, the nice. uh, balls of your feet. But again, yeah. just stay away from your heels. Yeah. That's essentially the, the notion. Because it like hurts your knees and yeah, it, stops you, basically? Yeah, basically when, it, when you run on your heel, it's almost, you're taking all the pressure of your body onto that one point. And both advocate running barefoot, <laughs> which is impossible for us. No way. And also running on the sand barefoot, which would be nice, but we have very, really rocky beaches here. Yeah. We would really just cut up our feet. Our beaches are very sharp. Yeah. Broken shells and stuff. 
seems to make some sense. Basically, you're not supposed to have your your feet strike ahead of you. You're supposed to strike under your body. Yeah. In both instances, in both looks. I emphasize that. I mean, a lot of it makes some sense. Yeah. I, I'm just not sure for the same reasons he said. Yeah. And I don't think to the same degree that he thinks it does. Yeah. I mean, counts it as effortless rhyme. Yeah. You'll never get injured. To be honest, I've gotten really tired. Well, you're not used to it. You get the idea that you have to practice these things. It's more emphasized in the pose running book. Yeah. Where he... Basically, it's sort of like learning how to play the piano without first touching the piano. Yeah. <laughs> you just sit there and you look at it. And you play on a cardboard piece that yeah. looks like a piano. Yeah. You just practice the pose. That's you it. practice how to do it until your body gets used to it. When you just run out and start doing it right away, you might actually injure yourself because you're not doing it right. I see. Because you haven't trained your body to properly perform the pose for yeah. the chi running bits. One thing I, I about those exercises is that in the pose method, I don't know what kind of book we bought. Yeah. It did not look like uh, running. <laughs> it looked like it belonged in the uh, XXX section yeah. of the store. Very dirty pictures. <laughs> very, the illustrations in there are terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. They're unclear. They're just not done well. They're done in Adobe Illustrator. Yeah. They're not even clean. Cleanly done. Yeah. But anyway, he has got a dozens of exercises to open your hips and stretch your hamstrings and um, strengthen your body. I don't know. I'm just not into them. I think the core performance books are actually better. They're very similar to those. The core performance is, I think the guy is named Mark Bertensen or such with a B. <laughs> anyway, there's a, there's a website, coreperformance.com. He totes doing activities without being injured. But I don't really know if I trust that either because one of his big claims to fame is training Nomar Garcia Parra. Yeah. Who played for the Red Sox and who got traded and because was always injured. <laughs> yeah. It's he pulled his groin. And he hasn't been playing very well since. I think he supposedly trained him in his heyday. So to be honest, if I wanted to do those exercises, I'd probably go to the core performance books because they're far clearer. They use pictures of somebody actually doing the exercise in a, in a variety of different steps yeah. as compared to the very bad, bad drawings. Naughty. <laughs> Most of them very naughty looking. People grinding in each other's faces. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put up a picture. I don't think I'll hurt the copyright of one or two of them. But, oh my god. I picked it up. I didn't know if it was a couple's book or what. Yeah. One of those books you're supposed to leave under the mattress. Yeah. <laughs> don't let your kids see it. The Chi book doesn't have as many exercises, and there's pretty much no pictures for it. A few to illustrate the various stances and forms and stuff. But not the exercises. No. And I, I think, I read that core performance book, well, some ages ago, and my conclusion was, I can just do um, yoga. Yeah. And have a good time doing that and get the same benefits. Yeah. So, hey, they might work for somebody who doesn't like yoga, and I don't know how well they work towards uh, making you a better performer. Yeah. Some other things, with the Chi book, anyway, I, I just disagreed 
with a few things. Number one, his diet. Yeah, you didn't like his diet uh, advice. I thought it was ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not not what to eat exactly, but how to eat. Yeah. To run on an empty stomach. To only have three meals a day. The large ones being breakfast and breakfast and dinner, and a light lunch. And that's it for the whole day. Well, if you got a big dinner, it's going to be sitting in your stomach all night. I know. And that's supposed to get you going for the no meal during the morning. <laughs> when you go running in yeah. the beginning with no meal. Yeah. As a hypoglycemic. Um, you can't follow that advice. Yeah. And for many people who are diabetic out there, never, ever. <laughs> yeah, don't follow that. Never do that. I'm not saying that you can't eat three meals a day and be okay. And I'm sure I'm just saying it's dangerous to say this is the way you should eat. And I'm sure he would probably say, you know, that if you have some sort of dietary thing, yeah. follow your doctor before him. Yeah, basically fruits, vegetables, vegetables. Vegetables? Vegetables? Yeah. I don't know about eating a small meal at lunch. Small meals at lunch. I need something to keep me going throughout the day. Yeah. And... If food is fuel... Your chi will keep you going. Yeah, that's basically his philosophy. Yeah. And also, there was another point that I didn't I didn't necessarily agree with, that you could change your, your pronation. Yeah, I read that too. It's not exactly that you can change it. You can make an effort to correct it yeah. as you run, but not change it, because it has a lot to do with the way you're built bone structure wise he, yeah. he says you can change the muscles which might be true I'm just but he also says that everybody can and I don't think people that were born with maybe a slightly crooked leg can do that yeah. and most of us have some kind of imperfection I mean it sounds like we really hate the book I don't hate the book oh, no, I think no, there's no. a lot of good points I just, I'm just concerned yeah. about some of the points that he says everybody can do or should do yeah it's a uh, it's an interesting book and I'll probably keep working at it yeah because you know, I do want to improve my posture and yeah. maybe just take form. a black magic marker and cut out the cheap parts yeah out. <laughs> running by Danny Dreyer yeah first make your hips into a bowl so you don't spill yeah. your blank <laughs> relax don't do it read but I, I every chapter which is only about three pages long always felt me a little unsatisfied yeah. as far as information went I just felt it was a little flimsy like just get to the point and then and then let's explain it yeah instead of explaining and then getting to the point and I think the problem with the pose running method book itself is that it looks self-published. It's definitely got the stink of self-publication and, on Because it. it's edited by his wife. Yeah, which is dangerous. And the reason why you don't want to do self-published and have it edited by your wife is because you need a neutral party to look at this and do the research. 
Yeah, fact check you and. I mean, what you do for a living. Yeah, you're not, you know, you out there. I mean, you don't know Doctor Doctor Noodles. No. Doctor Romanoff or whatever. And you're not, as an editor, you're not just checking for spelling. No, I'm a neutral party. Can I understand this? This is all technical stuff. Where his wife probably has heard this before. Yeah, of course. She's been hearing him yak on about it all night. Yeah. Whereas. You know, you need someone to just say, I'm coming to this thing fresh. I don't know what you're talking about. I may know how to run a little bit, but I don't know anything about your method. And is it clear enough for for me? Are you accurately quoting sources? Are they, you know, are these actual sources? Yeah, well, I mean, you come up with this in the newspaper industry. A lot, Sometimes yeah. reporters don't do their homework. No. And you have to check them, and you find out that there's a problem. There's a big problem. Yeah. Like, websites don't go to the right website. This information is totally misinterpreted. I come across that every single day. That's why you go to a publisher for a book like this, mm-hmm. and why a publisher should have a team of editors on staff yeah. to make sure that this is all above board. No, you're not, yeah. They're going to go out and follow it and no. see, does it work or not? Because no. that's debatable. It's a very analytical kind of approach to how the book is formed. And yeah. Just checking to see if all his sources are correct. Yeah. Just to see if, like, you can understand what he's saying, basically. Yeah, it felt like he was babbling on a bit, and then he got to the point, which made sense. But he in lost, reverse but order. He, he lost me first. Yeah. And then, then he got you. Yeah. And also, you know, it would have been nice to have charts and more pictures. Again, another an art director would have been great. Someone who edits the art. And what the first off, the illustrations are terrible. They're unclear. The Adobe Illustrator poses yeah. that they show are very unclear. Plus, you have all these other illustrations, which look like clip art. That's not good. You need somebody, a professional, one person to cohesively tie the book together. Yeah. And it, it ranges from really cartoony things to some computer stuff and a lot of bad drawing. And some of the pictures just don't help you along. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's a picture of a cheetah running, like, at least three times. Be like and a cheetah. No purpose. Once, maybe, would be okay. Ooh, I should run fast. But the problem with with the editing is that uh, an art director probably would have seen that there aren't enough actual pictures of how the pose is supposed to look. Yeah. And more pictures of how it's not supposed to look. And a lot of pictures of it in cartoon form. Yeah. Which is unclear and exaggerated. Not right for this kind of book. Yeah. You know, it's trying to be a little like the dummy's guide for stuff. Hmm. <laughs> but not as clear as that. <laughs> so I have a little problem with that illustration. I felt the, bo- the book just thrown on and on about what not to do yeah. without actually giving you enough of what to do. Yeah. Without pictures, even just a checklist. Like, there's a very long three-page checklist in the Chi running book. Yeah. Which may be long, but at least it's useful because it's all itemized. I have to say, the Chi running book... Is there a good job telling you what to do? The pose method, he actually makes a bit of a joke and sort of is proud of himself. I forgot what he called it, but the do not method of running. Yeah. What not to do. It's all very negative. And not that those points aren't important. 
It's just I would like to see what, what to really do. Yeah. There are some pictures. I just want to see more. Well, there's endless possibility of what you shouldn't be yeah. doing. You shouldn't be running with a bag over your head. Yeah. You shouldn't yeah. be running with your shoelaces untied. Yeah. I actually didn't like that book very much at all. Plus, it's full of dirty pictures. I know. Filth. Again, if you had a better illustrator, you, yeah. you would have clearer pictures. It wouldn't look... You didn't necessarily have to look dirty. You know, it's more common Karma Sutra yeah. than anything else. Which may, be, may make you want to go right around and get the book. Yeah, you know, maybe that helps. You know, you want to get in shape so you can stick your ass in someone else's face. Yeah, and arrows. A lot of arrows pointing to dirty areas. Yeah, from the head to little dirty spots. <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> outside of that, I mean, outside of very these points that there's some good stuff to mine yeah. I feel like I had to really do my homework trying to mine it mine it out yeah just a little all the, all the bullshit away to get what really what really you should be doing yeah well I mean especially with the chi running book I feel like essentially the whole book could have been one page yeah relax while you run yeah good posture those four points good posture relax lean and uh run on the midfoot don't heel strike yeah. Done. Where's my couple thousand dollars? I know. I'm trying to do a little bit of it. One thing at a time. Well, one thing about the chi ring book, he does, he does say one, just do one thing at a time. Just work on, say, your posture first. Yeah. Where this other guy's approach is more like... Practice it all. Practice it without actually running very much. Just stand in front, actually, just stand in front of a mirror and bounce on your... On the balls of your feet. Yeah. For a while. So, he, nah, he is filthy, huh? Stand in front of a mirror and bounce your balls. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what a dirty little. I don't know. You got those, those Russians. Yeah. It's all dark and dirty. Yeah. <laughs> all crime and punishment. Yeah. Oh, all that warm <laughs> peace and horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> You have been running twice a day. Yeah, that's my new thing, is running twice a day, which I'm doing today. I'm not following anybody guru's advice or anything. I just thought it'd be fun to uh, just put my runs up for a number of reasons. Um, first off, my stomach still isn't 100%, and long runs tend to make it not so good. So chopping it up into somewhere between two to four miles at a time yeah. seems to be more belly friendly for me right now and number two um it's mostly for the dogs because i want to tire out the dogs more I, normally i run in the morning i'll run them too yeah. and um which is great for them they love it but i also walk them in the afternoon and it occurred to me why walk them when i when i can run them then i can you know really beat nigel yeah so, and they really like it and, and i'm just building very slowly up to have two runs a day. Yeah. So right now I'm just running about twice a week, twice twice a day. It's made the dogs very nice. Yeah, they've been really tired. Which is good. Tired dogs are happy dogs. <laughs> they just sit and lounge. Tired dogs are well-behaved dogs, yes, more importantly. 
one, I didn't run them twice a day. They got into trouble. Oh, they did. Chewing things again. Mm-hmm. Not anything expensive. You still got your 405, right? Yes, I do. All it's right. on my wrist. <laughs> I still got my sport band. But my headphones went to the grave. Yeah. No, it's, it's been fun to run twice a day. I find it really relaxing and enjoyable. I feel very lucky. I have the time to do it. I've talked to some Twitter people about it. Someone asked me, how, how how do I do it? How do I fit in my day? But I work at home, and I don't commute anywhere. So I figure those two runs are very equivalent to a normal person's commute time to work. Well, I drive two hours a day, you know, round trip. So if I run that amount of time, yeah. it, it doesn't affect me as much as, say, you. Yeah. I usually run, do my thing then work and then run do my thing work until midnight so that's usually my pattern the Jeff Galloway page I'll put a link on the website and you know it seems like he can't speak more highly of it doing two times away two times away yeah it was an old runner's world article and you know basically he said things like it, it you know it's more flexible for your life say if you don't have time for a 10 mile run two fives might work out better yeah and it's not as daunting you know you want to keep your long run yeah. that's the big key but you don't want to split that up that's that's well, going to get you to the marathons and yeah. half marathons but the midweek runs it's okay to split up there's less chance of injury because injury seems to happen towards the end of say your longer run yeah that's when your body's tired it's losing its form yeah you're getting all cheeless yeah oh yeah chee she well, runs out of your toes. Yeah. <laughs> but if you have two runs and you're pretty fresh between the two, it's less likely you'll be as injured. And, you know, you have some other good things about weight loss. And, yeah. you know, when you run, you're always burning calories after you've stopped running. Your body just keeps metabolizing. So it depends on what your body is like. But, yeah. you know, up to half an hour maybe. In general. But burning a little bit more calories. So if you're doing that twice a day... You know, it helps burn a few more calories. You get endorphins twice a day? Well, you just, because you love running so much, (laughs) you get to do it twice. Oh, that's cute. Seems like I can't get very far. What do you think? Dehydration. It's a big part of it. I'm really thirsty right now. You're always thirsty. I need to take a drink, actually. And I think it's because you're not drinking during the day. You're only drinking during your runs. Uh, yeah. You actually don't drink any water. So I'm getting really thirsty and tired. So when I go out for a run, I run out of gas really fast now. Yeah. I've been stopping a lot. You know, even on like a little three-mile run, yeah. I'll have to stop like twice, three times to grab some water. And you can't drink while you run. I have to I have to walk. Which I I think actually 
You know, I was listening to the Trilogy podcast, and he runs with um, the Sean. He runs with uh, Camelback, yeah. which means you don't have to take a bottle out. You just you just drink from a straw. Yeah. And I was thinking, maybe that's something you need to do. <laughs> I think I need to run with an IV drip. Yeah. Well, I think if you drink more. <laughs> Yeah. But we've had this discussion a lot. Yeah. But you don't listen to me, so. <laughs> I try to listen to you. No, you don't. <laughs> I do. So I've been really thirsty. Plus, I've been sort of plagued on and off with some insomnia. Yeah, that definitely hasn't helped you. Yeah. Getting a little cranky, too. Yeah, getting kind of cranky. It just means that when I go for a run after work, I'm so tired. There have been several days I've had to fall asleep at work. I had to find little spots around the office building. Yeah. Do you want to take a little nap? Yeah, stairwell is one of yours. Yeah, I sleep on stairs. Like uh, a hobo. I don't know how you can do it. I can sleep pretty much anywhere. I remember when you first started this job, everybody said, oh, you'll get used to working at 2 in the morning. You haven't yet. It's been two years. I haven't yet. Because <laughs> other people told me, oh, yeah, I got used to it a while ago. Both. They've never gotten used to it. Yeah, because you find them sleeping. They all do it. Or like your boss was sleeping on your interview. Yeah. And I don't think it was because you're dull. Funny story. When I first took this job, I interviewed with my boss. He fell asleep on me in the middle of my interview. I'm looking, I'm talking. He's like, tell me about, you know, what you do for blah, blah, blah. And then I noticed his eyes kind of start to a little bit. And I'm like, his chin started pointing down toward his chest. <laughs> and I'm talking, and I'm petrified that I'm boring the shit out of him. So I stop, and I just sat there and watched him. When there was silence, yeah. I sort of woke him up, and they just kind of looked at me like to go on. Yeah. Alright, so, kept going. <laughs> Same thing, kept doing it all throughout my interview, fell asleep. I think he sort of does this still. Still. Not just during your interview. Everybody at my job does it. Everybody's sleep deprived. I work at an afternoon newspaper. It was published early afternoon. You have to keep odd hours. You have to work, especially when you're an editor. You have to work in the early, early morning. So being really tired has not helped my running at all. Yeah. Because I just ran out of gas the other day. I was running two miles in. I was like, bam. You're falling asleep, right? I, just, I pretty much fell asleep while I was running. I had to stop and I was walking. I was like, oh God, I could fall asleep right on the ground right now. Right in the middle of the park. Uh, I wish I knew how to fix that. It's going to make sure I get enough quality sleep. Yeah. I think you've been extra tough on yourself. You're sort of self-sabotaging. Well, I've been trying to run three times a week and run for a certain little plan that... I kind of made myself one that, you know, presumably doesn't have a lot of failure built into it. Yeah. It's miles you know how to do. Yeah. When it's a week, that is. Yeah. But when I've been really tired and not falling asleep in the middle of it, I haven't been doing so well. So I've just been feeling really down about it. I remember at one point I used to do several miles all in a row. Now it's like I go half a mile, I gotta stop. Well, number one, I think you should learn how to drink on the run. I've just been down about it and beat myself up a little bit because yeah. I'm not doing the kind of miles I used to. But it's not the heat either. Not really so much. It's not really that hot. It's just the, 
lack of water, I think, is my biggest problem. Yeah. But that's easy to fix. Yeah. So I gotta remind myself, I can fix it. See, Just I fix think, it. I think you should put it. You should put an alarm on your watch or your iPod. Yeah. And just every time it beeps, drink water. Drink a, drink a cup of water. I still think you need to be a little more positive about your running. Yeah. I mean, you're out there running, so you should be happy. You're doing a lot more than you did a year and a half ago. You should be proud of that fact. Yeah. It is more than I ever used to do. I guess it's a nice problem to have. Yeah, I think the water thing is very easily solvable. It's just, you know, you have to implement it. Okay. Well, done. All right. How about you? I'm off set. Okay. Uh, we go four miles. All right. Uh, I should put me a little bit ahead. Of course, he's going to run like 12 tomorrow. <laughs> you know, he, he had a full problem. He's got like a stomach ailment. Yeah. He had surgery for it. He was out. He's been saying on Twitter, on his podcast, oh, I might have to go back in for surgery. Oh, for me. Yeah. He's out there running six days a week. I know. Seven, 11 miles a time. Yeah. Yeah. But you to shame. <laughs> and then when, uh, when you get ahead, I'll give him tips on how to get ahead of me. Hi. <laughs> I'm playing both sides. What a way to make a marriage work, huh? <laughs> Jeez, don't, don't follow his advice, people. <laughs> we used to piss off your wife. <laughs> and I may have to pay with a heartache But I've done it before And if love is trouble, that's what I'm looking for. I think since we last podcasted, there's been a new movement in the running community. Actually, oh, the bad girls and bad boys are running. Yeah, that's we haven't talked about that. You've been yet. wanting to. Yeah, we've wanted to. What is this stick for? Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> anyway, we did, we did mention it briefly on the Runners Roundtable, which you can find at RunnersRoundtable.com. It's another show that we've been doing with Steve Runner, uh, Adam Zen Runner, Druzy, otherwise really known as Tony and Nigel, and some other people. Sometimes Nigel. Sometimes Nigel. He's been busy. Ugh. Out running all day. I know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we talked about it a little bit on that. It all started because Nigel just uh, decided he'd had enough of uh, taking the man's crap. Yeah. So he decided to stick it to the man. Yeah. And decided to form a little group called the Bad Boys of Running. Yeah, boys only. Yeah, He Man Woman Haters Club. Yes. So, um, us girls on Twitter got sick of that. Because <laughs> we were talking about how much we love to go run and fight, punch cops in the mouth. Yeah. And kiss your girlfriend. Yeah, and, and kept calling us chicks. <laughs> and broads occasionally. Yes. So, we started our uh, Bad Girl of Running Club. Yeah. And we'll have the, the blog sites up for those. Yeah, you know, basically, if you want to be a bad boy of running, you just got to answer one simple question. Are you crazy, mental, 
just out of control. <laughs> if you answer yes, then you can be. Well, you should probably also be a runner. Yeah, that probably helps. Yeah, I guess. The running part of the bad boys are running. I guess. But then you can be a part of it. And ditto for the girls. But we do have a runner plus challenge of the boys versus the girls. And um, girls are not doing so well. <laughs> we, we, we like to have the boys eat our pink dust. <laughs> but, From your cute little pink Hello Kitty shoes. Yes. But um, we're, we're not. <laughs> yes. But we need more girls is the problem. We don't have enough girls. They have at least, I don't know, 15 more boys, mm. I think, at this point. And they're, they're so bad. And they're more than 1,000 miles ahead of us. So even if we prorated it, it's it sadly, you know, the girls are not doing very well. <laughs> so I, I, I'm just pleading out there for all you girls to just sign up to Runner Plus. It's free. It's fun. <laughs> if you if if you have a Nike Plus, it's easy. You just sync it just like you do with the Nike site. But you don't have to have a Nike Plus system. You can just do it manually like I do. Yeah, not worth it, though. Don't do it. No, no, no. It's fun. Not it's worth fun it. and it's easy. Very easy. Costs a lot of money. No, no. It's free. <laughs> free, free, free. <laughs> it costs money for boys. They send you a lot of junk mail. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a bad boy. But we need you to run yeah. a lot. Because that's going to be our little challenge for September, at least. Yeah, and it ends on November 7th. It's a 69-day challenge. I'm just going to let you sit with that 69 first. If you have to draw it out, Remember? just go to the pose book. Yeah, yeah. just figure it out there. He's a, a bad boy of running, too, yeah. I guess. Very bad. Very bad. So there's still time. Mm-hmm. And you can you can get all your miles in and add them yeah. for until November seventh. Mm. And because there's like varying numbers of people on each team, we'll probably take the average. Yeah. Per person. Because that's mean, more fair. There's at least fifteen mm-hmm. more boys almost at all times. We're also the fair boys of our. <laughs> I know. We're actually a We're bunch of sissies. Bad, but, but fair. I mean, really bad sissies. <laughs> yep. <laughs> See, the bad boys are running. It's more than just a lifestyle. It's also sort of a podcast. And that we have merchandise. Yeah, but the girls' merchandise is way better. Well, no, I don't know about that, but we have merchandise. We have little white t-shirts that are supposed to be bad. Well, you can see the beer stains better on white t-shirts. It's true. The blood. You guys are filthy. Yeah. You smell more. Yeah, you get the. You can't really get good pit rings on a black t-shirt. <laughs> I've done your laundry. <laughs> <laughs> we all we got logos, merchandise. There's some audio. There we got pictures. Basically, everything you would need for a podcast without actually having a podcast. Exactly. We'll get. Well, maybe maybe eventually. You know, some of the bad boys will get together and put something together. I right wouldn't would hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> right now, we can just uh, have the challenge. Yeah, we'll just be a club. So you can go to. Uh, Bad boys are running the blogspot.com or backers are running the blogspot. Duh. The links will be on the site. <laughs> they already are. <laughs> Yeah.
All right, we're back. The Four Feet Running Studio, my yep. office. So we have lots of emails. Yeah. Um, lots and lots, but um, we, we cut a few out. Yeah, we did get tons of email over the past little while mm-hmm. when we uh, haven't been podcasting. This is what happens when you take a, a bit of a break. Oh, the inbox piles up. <laughs> Which is good. We like that. Yeah. We're very happy. Um, so we won't read them all, but we did. We do read them all. Yeah. And you respond to them oh, all, yeah. too. So. I responded to everybody. Yeah. Let's start with one from Kathy, mm-hmm. who is apparently your doppelganger. I know. that. <laughs> I loved her email. Yeah. It made me feel, well, less crazy. She writes, let's, let's find out exactly how much less crazy she made you feel. She writes... I was getting ready to leave my home in California to come visit my family in Massachusetts. I wanted to fill my iPod with some new podcasts. I had uh, listened to most of the podcasts I've subscribed to, so not sure why I never thought of this earlier. I looked up some running podcasts. Mm -hmm. Good job. Uh, I'm an avid runner, not very fast, passionate about it. That sounds familiar. (laughs) (laughs) Training for a marathon in Sacramento in December. Mm -hmm. So good luck with that. Yay. And here is where the mirror image makes sense. Mm -hmm. I love geocaching. (laughs) What? (laughs) Just discovered it at the beginning of this year. Mm -hmm. What? Everybody should love geocaching, but (laughs) it's so funny. And actually, she was uh, listening to geocaching podcasts before. Running podcasts. I had no idea there were geocaching podcasts. Yeah, I hope they just don't go around going, uh, I didn't find it. Where is it? Uh, I don't know. Where is it? It'd yeah. be us. <laughs> I, I give up. <laughs> I'm getting bitten by too many bugs. <laughs> you know, we've thought about like trying to record while we go geocaching as well, but most of it would be like, where the f*** is it? I don't know. <laughs> Ow, something bit me. <laughs> We suck at this. Oh, wait, there it is. <laughs> Yay! That's um, pretty much it, yeah. <laughs> Kathy recommends one called Podcasher. And she also discovered in June she has celiac. Wow. What? The funny thing is those are the two things all my running partners have to listen to me talk about during our runs. Geocaching and my belly issues. <laughs> and here you were doing the same thing. Yeah, I'm sorry again, but... <laughs> I am also a nurse, and my situation and the doctors not diagnosing me was the same frustration. I had a colonoscopy, and no biopsies were done, no blood tests either. They just sent me away with medication, which did not help. Hey, guess what the doctor, the second GI doctor, did? Hmm. <laughs> sent gave me lots of medication. medication, too, and guess what? Don't work. <laughs> Uh, on my own, since the physicians, for some strange reason, have some fear about diagnosing celiac, it seems, I put myself on a gluten-free diet. And within a day or two, she felt better. See? Even though I said, well, aren't there studies that say that you get false negatives? They all said, oh, no, that's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> Which I've read enough literature. From reliable sources, I don't know, like Columbia University and... They're a good one. Um, some, uh, you know, some other universities. Respected centers of medical learning. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, it does seem like doctors are reluctant to diagnose it. From all the people I've read about and my own doctor experiences, even the, the, the second GI doc that I've been seeing, he's better, but... 
yeah. is still resistant to the idea. Not that I'm saying I have it. It's just nope. that the possibility is still there, and they can't even admit that. Yeah. <laughs> and she writes, like Dan, I am all about the scientific method, and I need hard and fast evidence about something. However, this, my nice belly issue free, life is all I need to prove to me I am intolerant to wheat. But that sort of is the scientific method, I would say. Yeah. Because you have sort of your control, which is what you were like before, when you were sort of going, eating whatever you'd like. Mm-hmm. A regular and then, diet. And then you corrected for a variable, you took out the wheat, mm-hmm. you felt better. Yep. That leads you to sort of a scientific conclusion that, yeah. you know, it might be the wheat that might It might be the gluten. Do. I don't yep. know. I went for that gluten-free period of five days. I felt really good for the first time in ages. Mm-hmm. Um, again... Both the GI docs did not listen to my, my description on how I felt, and they actually just dismissed everything I had taken notes of. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm not saying it was a long experiment, it probably wasn't long enough, but it was a good enough indicator, I think, to say at least either wheat or some kind of gluten is yeah. making me ill. And to come to that at least possible theory, yeah. to come to a theory. I, I had a hypothesis, I tested it, it's now become a theory. Yep. And now I'm looking for absolute proof. And you do have some tests and stuff coming mm-hmm. up. But anyway, it's nice to hear somebody else yeah. kind of going through this and having very similar frustrations. And she's a nurse, so yeah. she has to deal with doctors all the time. Sorry. <laughs> Hope there's no doctors listening. I saw that Alec Baldwin movie. I know they have God <laughs> complexes. <laughs> Anywho. Anyway, how does it feel to have a doppelganger somewhere else? It's reassuring. I don't know. I guess misery loves company, huh? Yeah. So thank you very much, Kathy, for that email. And hopefully you uh, have a nice happy belly for many years to come. Because if you do, then I do. Yeah. Because isn't that how doppelgangers work? Yeah. So sometimes the way doppelgangers work is like one of them will have a scar on the left cheek. The other one will have a scar on the right cheek. Oh, okay. So it can be like that. Yeah. I have like, no like idea. Like Tomax and Zamot from G.I. Joe. Uh, I didn't do G.I. Joe. They were like evil twins. Oh. They're both evil in that case. I never so. got G.I. Joe. As a boy. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> uh, the next email we got is from Heather. And Heather writes, longtime listener and fellow runner, Heather from Chesapeake, Virginia here. Would you please consider mentioning a local fellow runner who's making a difference on your show? Uh, his name is Tommy Neeson. He's running 2,300 miles from Maine to Florida in order to raise money and awareness for the Ronald McDonald charity. Wow. And she provides a link to the site, which is runnersociety.com. That's runnersociety.com slash 4millionsteps.html with a number 4 million steps. <laughs> So go check out that charity. It's a good charity. Contribute to the Ronald McDonald charity rather than eating at McDonald's. Yeah, that's way better. Yeah, yeah put that money you were going to get the Big Mac with. Yeah. Put it there instead. Yeah, no Big Mac. Twirl, we got twirl going on. Anyway, <laughs> thank you very much, Heather. And we got another email from Jennifer, and she has a new podcast. Another podcast? Yes. A girl doing a podcast. It means more girls. Girls can't do podcasts. What are you talking about? <laughs> and it's called Running From. And right now, so far, she has two episodes. Very nice. Mm-hmm. I did listen to it. It was very good. 
I think she had lost some weight, and she is continuing to run, and I think she does Weight Watchers. Ooh, So nice. if you're into that stuff, it's probably a good way to, a good thing to check out. <laughs> anyway, check out Running From. Yep, and dot, can, dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. That's an ellipsis. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not that that really <laughs> matters. But, um. <laughs> anyway, I was trying to be cute, but you're being pedantic, whatever. <laughs> And the moment it came out of my mouth, I was like, oh, shut up. You can find that at uh, jenamn.podbean.com. Yes. It's, I don't think it's up on the running podcast.org yet. We'll have to pass that along to Nigel. Yes. We got another email from Mark from Alabama. Uh, and he writes, hi, guys. Was listening to this last episode, number 44. And as you guys were talking about rotating shoes, etc., well, here's a trick I use when I have two or more pairs of the same shoe. I write the month and the year on the outside heel on the sole, and if I buy two the same day, I add an A and a B so I can keep them straight. And that's what I did, because I just bought a new pair of shoes and new inserts. So I, na- I named my inserts A and B, actually. <laughs> so that's go. what I have written on my shoes, too. Yeah. I have just started listening to you guys about a week ago, and it sounds... Just like some of the conversations that take place in our group runs. Yeah. You must run with a running group. Yeah. I wonder what that's like. We have like a few running groups around here, right? Um, but not really. It's a couple. Maybe. There's one in New Bedford, which is about 30 minutes away. Yeah. And one in Rhode Island, 30 to 40 minutes away. Those are the closest ones. Yeah. We have a better running group anyway. Yeah. That's why we have a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I like podcasts better. Anyway, so thank you very much, Mark, for that nice little tip. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got another email from Micah. Micah writes, I just started listening over this past summer as a way to get my mind off the July humidity while running. I particularly enjoyed all the French and French-related stories in episode 44. Merci beaucoup. <laughs> and as I just started uh, graduate school for French linguistics at the university... Of Illinois. No, so you know, I'm just embarrassed. Yeah, like <laughs> My French is terrible. Yeah. Uh, your podcast gives me something fun and entertaining to listen to as I huff and puff my way around the twin cities of Champaign and Urbana. It's great to listen to your New England and East Coast pride. I grew up in Virginia, but at least that was the same time zone. And I was overjoyed to hear that soda won out in the <laughs> carbonated beverage naming contest. Although perhaps I should keep my mouth shut since I am now in the land of pop. Yes, you probably should. Yeah. They were getting kind of... Pop people are mean, I have to say. <laughs> they, they were very, um... Well, they thought they were right. Yeah. Let's just say. But why? Because they're so very wrong. I know. And our challenge proved it. Yep. Yes. Conclusively. Yes. <laughs> Scientific, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. Anyway, I'm going to try to figure out my Nike Plus thing since yours seems to be working well. I used it a couple of times and apparently calibrated it incorrectly. Uh, the first time I ran with it, I congratulated myself heartily when the voice lady said I was running 7-minute mile pace, only to find out when I got home that I'd run a 10-minute mile pace. I put it back in the box and haven't touched it since. But I will give it a try since you seem to be mostly satisfied with it and because I haven't invested in a Garmin yet. Yeah. I have noticed the same sort of thing... Where sometimes my Nike Plus lately is telling me I'm running like an eight something pace, which no, no, effing way, <laughs> am I running anywhere close to that? Um, no, you you run about 
1330 on average. Yeah. Depends on how tired I am and if we're going up a hill. You have made it up to 12. Yeah. Around 12. And the low, low 11 is like 11.59. Yeah. But not... I think um, I saw that once. Did you? Wow. (laughs) 11.59. For about a couple seconds. That was fun. (laughs) I felt like I was flying. But not eight yet. And my Garmin is pretty accurate about that. It probably helps to like recalibrate it every so often, I think. Well, it took you a few times. And to recalibrate it, you have to get rid of your first calibration, which Mm. is weird. But anyway, Uh, and you do it, I guess, the best place to do it is not on a treadmill, even, you know, even though you'd think that would make sense. But for some reason, I read on Nike Plus forums. they suggest that? No, actually, on Nike Plus forums, they said no treadmill. They said it gets all wonky for some reason. Well, that makes sense to me, because your stride's different on a treadmill. Yeah. Because the belts are making... They're moving, so they're they're actually moving you in a different way than if you're on the ground. Yeah, foot might be moving backwards more. You might be striding a little differently. I guess the one of the better ways to recalibrate it is to do it on like a track, or if you don't have a track, then some sort of long, flattish kind of marked distance. Like we have a bike path. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and that's where I calibrated mine, because um, it's marked every half mile. Yeah. So, and I, I think I calibrated it to five, I think I did a five mile run. And so far, so good. It's been keeping up close to the Garmin. Yeah. Well, you know what's weird is that it keeps close to the Garmin in terms of distance, but it says my speed's all weird sometimes. Yeah, I've noticed that on other people's. <laughs> but I do like the convenience of it anyway. Yeah, I think it's a nice tool. If, if you're not into complete accuracy, it's not so bad. I mean, usually I'm into complete accuracy, but with if this... If you're anal retentive like I am, yeah. <laughs> then I would suggest getting a Garmin. Uh, enough about your medical issues. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Michael also writes, um, I hope this does its part to encourage you to keep podcasting and discourage you from pod feeding. Do people really say that? If so, they are genuine linguistic terrorists. <laughs> well, know. we are not pod feeding or just going to stop. Yeah, yeah, either one. Be what I would use. <laughs> just yeah. going to stop. <laughs> um, and we got another email from Runtronics. Uh, Nick and Dan, I've been a listener for the last two months. So since I listened to your show at work, I've been able to catch up with all of your episodes. It's been a pleasure listening to your show, and I got used to listening on Monday mornings. You guys haven't posted in a while. Even though I missed the show enough to listen to past episodes. Jesus Christ. Uh, I want to make sure you guys Sorry, are Sorry, okay. man. <laughs> I want to make sure you guys are okay. What's up? Did you hit the blogging wall? I heard that comes at episode 44. <laughs> You gotta push through and make it to 45. Come on. <laughs> I know you guys can do it. And we are. Yep. There you go. Your wishes come true. Yes. But it's nice to feel wanted. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Got another email here from Chad. I recently started listening to your podcast and have just caught and caught up. Nick and Dan, I recently started listening to your podcast and have just gotten caught up on all your old episodes. I have recently... Do we need an outtake show now? (laughs) God. I have really enjoyed your podcast. 
and want to vote for you to keep on podcasting. Again, we haven't gone anywhere. Nope, we're still here. <laughs> it's just taken a little while. It's been a really rough month. Yeah, it has been. I started running in June, and I'm training for the San Antonio Rock and Roll Marathon in November. Uh, things are going good. I ran 14 miles today. Woo-hoo. I remember running 14 miles for the first time. I felt good. When was that? Um, I'm going to say early 2006. Wow. I hadn't run past eight. So you went right up from eight to 14? or Not right away. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard about that 10% rule? We talked about it on the Runner's Roundtable. Oh, yeah, 10% of uh, 8 is, yeah. uh, I bet there's some simple math you can <laughs> yeah, figure that out. Maybe someday you'll get there. Yeah, maybe you just maybe. need to know math better. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, that's your running problem. <laughs> I get up. You don't know math. <laughs> I get up to 7 and I don't know where to go after that. <laughs> 10% of 7, that's rough. Mm. Anyway. Anyway. What, what was Sorry, oh, yeah. Chad. Sorry. Uh. All of the excellent podcasters have inspired me to start a blog. I would do a podcast, but I don't have the extra time to devote to a podcast, and it would be tough to compete with all the good ones out there. Not ours. (laughs) You should make plans to run in the San Antonio Rock and Roll Marathon next year. There's lots to see and do down here. Mm. I've never been to Texas. Yeah, I wanted to try that one. Well, I wanted to do the Austin one. Yeah, but probably not this year. That's not going to happen. I am going to do San Diego. Yeah. That will make a few people happy. You know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's got a blog at StarWarsRunner.blogspot.com. Sounds like we have another geek. <laughs> Although we're more Trekkies than Star Wars. Yeah. Do, does Star Wars have a name for their fans? Like Trekkies or Trekkers or Spiner Femmes? And if you're, I'll just test you. <laughs> you know you're a geek if you know what a spiner fem is. Yeah. That'll be a little test. We'll yeah, I'm not going to explain it. No, we'll see you right then. Well, I don't know. Maybe we can leave a comment on his blog yes. and ask him at starwarsrunner.blogspot.com. I can't imagine you're a warsy. Warsy? Star Warsy? Star Warser? <laughs> you know that whole debacle. Yeah. <laughs> The bagel. bagel. Yes. <laughs> Again, you know we were making fun of that from if you are a true Trekkie. Yeah. <laughs> or Trekker. Trekkie, Trekker, the bagel. <laughs> I don't know what they would be called. A like, Jedi Knight. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, Yeah, there you go. Jedi Knight. Anyway. Yodophile, maybe. I like Yodophile. <laughs> <laughs> but then you say Yodophilia. Yeah. It sounds a little like, ugh. <laughs> Well, anything philia is um, typically dirty now. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Anyway. What were you saying? So, Chad writes. (laughs) Poor Chad. (laughs) Sorry, we've interrupted this one like a million times. He writes, may the force be with you, signed Chad. Yeah. So go check out his blog at starwarsrunner.blogspot.com. I wonder if he takes his lightsaber with him. That'd be cool. That's protection. You know, if you run in the middle of the... City or something. I'll or bring my phaser night. and he can... <laughs> <laughs> you can have a phaser lightsaber duel. Yeah. But with the blast shield down, I can't see it. <laughs> and we got a couple of phone calls Woo-hoo. from Gordon from RunToDisney.com. And let's hear those right now. Beep. <laughs> hey, Nick and Dan. This is Gordon from RunToDisney.com. I uh, recently relocated to Alabama from Louisiana, and I was listening to episode 44 on a 
beautiful Sunday morning long run at nine miles or so, and um, just glad to hear that you're, uh, you guys are doing well. And um, I uh, have a pair of Brooks Beasts that are just about on the last few uh, miles of their life, and they're not bad. They are heavy and clunky, but for uh, an overweight, overpronator like me, they've been really good. And I also have the Mizuno Renegade Forge, which is probably what you're talking about in your episode. They're okay. They're okay. They're not great. But I really want to try those ASICs, so let me know how those go. Um, at the risk of sounding corny, I will say to Nick, gluten tog. Ah, God, that's bad. Anyway, um, love the show. Enjoy uh, the roundtable. And you've even tempted me to maybe, maybe even start my own podcast just so I can get invited. And then once I get invited, I'll stop. But anyway, love the show. Keep up the great work and hope you guys have a, have a great week ahead of you. Bye. Thank you very much, Gord. Whoa, wait a minute. Wait, oh, uh, there's more. Oh, wait, hold on. Jeez, guys, this is Gordon again. I, I must be losing it. I, I hung up before I even talked about the, the whole point of the call. But anyway, um, we all know that if, if a black cat crosses your path, that's supposed to be bad luck. What if you're on a long run on, on a trail and a bunny crosses your path? Does, does that mean anything? Does any, has, has that ever happened to you guys on your runs if a, if a little bunny rabbit hops across the trail? I didn't feel faster, and I, and I wasn't hungry, so I didn't try to capture it and eat it or anything. But I was just curious if, if the bunny crossing across your tail meant something to runners. So thanks a lot, guys. Enjoy the podcast. Bye. Gordon, you're cute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the bunny thing. I know I'll answer that one first. Um, I know if I have the dogs, a certain Stanley, and there's a bunny who crosses my path, that means I have no arm in my socket. <laughs> yeah, that means you're going head first into a bush. Yeah, which I have. It's prickly, actually. It's kind of prickly. Yeah. So it means ouch <laughs> to a runner. Yeah. I know I actually, um, I've run on the bike path, the East Bay bike path that goes from Bristol to Providence in Rhode Island. And I've had bunnies run in front of me. Yeah. Actually pretty close, too. Yeah, you didn't have Stanley with you. Nope, I was alone. <laughs> Stanley likes bunnies. <laughs> Stanley does not point at bunnies. Stanley thinks he's a bunny. Points at everything else. Yeah. Not bunnies. Um, what else? Oh, he says he also likes the Brooks Beast. Yeah, you were you were going to try those out. Yeah, I think I'm actually going to get a, a pair of those as well. Uh, as like my second pair of shoes. Because mm, you're definitely going to a second pair after this whole debacle. Debacle. <laughs> Bagel. Debacle. <laughs> now I'm not even sure how to say it anymore. <laughs> Debacle. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I'm really liking the Asics uh, so far. I mean, they're really nice. They feel light uh, and everything. I think they're just, um, because I'm like a, a, well, what used to say on my jeans when I was a kid, husky. (laughs) Aww. (laughs) I'm a husky fella. Did they really say husky on your jeans? When I was a kid, yeah. But uh, because I'm a bigger guy, I, you know, I'm used to more padding in the shoes mm. and the the asics are a little bit less padded not bad but just um a little bit more like where i notice it a little bit more yeah because there's more pounding on the ground and stuff but you like them you haven't been feeling injured from using them though no no i think just a little bit more sore than i was yeah. with the, in the brooks so you have to run like a, the chi guy see danny dreyer says well first off you shouldn't be using shoes but second of all <laughs> Second of all, he said, you know, once you do the chi method, that you'll probably save on your shoes quite a bit because you're not pounding as hard. And he has had his shoes, he claims, 
up to 750 miles. Um, mine go to 300. Guess I'm a heavy pounder, too. <laughs> Maybe it's just really cheap. Mm. <laughs> but I think I'm going to get a second pair just so I can rotate them out a little bit. Yeah. And the second pair I'll get will probably be the Brooks Beast. Yeah. Those work pretty comfortable. They did seem very heavy, too, when I when yeah. I tried them on. I mean, you don't want a heavy, heavy shoe, but that's what Danny Dreyer says. <laughs> But I think I'm, and I might use them for different things. Like I might use the Brooks for like longer distances, you know, for the heavier miles, and I might use the Asics for the lighter miles. Mm-hmm. I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and as for starting a podcast, go for it. Because mm-hmm. we love your phone calls. <laughs> and then you can be on the runners' round table. Yeah. Well, you might be anyway. You never yeah. know. We might invite you anyway. Who knows? I don't know what the schedule is. No, we're still working on that and stuff. So. Mm. So thank you very much, Gordon. Mm-hmm. And you can find Gordon and all of his exploits at <laughs> rundadisney.com. Mm-hmm. And I think that's about it, actually. I think that's it. Yeah, it's going to be a long episode, I think. Yeah. A lot of feedback <laughs> and stuff. But if you want to give us some feedback, you can send us email at fourfeetrunning at gmail.com with the number four, feetrunning at gmail.com. You can also contact us through the blog page and leave comments and mm-hmm. stuff. Which we do read the comments. Yes. Um, you can go to the blog page at fourfeetrunning.blogspot.com. Number four, feetrunning.blogspot.com. Um, we have a, we'll have a bunch of links and stuff over there. Mm-hmm. All that nice stuff. Yep. All the links that we mentioned in the show. Um, you can also. If I can remember what they were now. Yeah, I'll have to go yeah. through. Those. I, remember. <laughs> I always try to take notes, but I forget while I'm editing. But. I use it in my head. <laughs> <laughs> You can also hear us on the Runner's Roundtable. Mm-hmm. Uh, not this week, though. Not this week coming up. <laughs> Never mind. We'll be able to... <laughs> Sorry. We can't make this next week, but we'll probably be on thereafter. Yes. You can find that at runnersroundtable.com. It's a live show to interact with us yes. live. It's scary for us. We edit a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can give us a call at 206-350-1677. That number again is 206-350-1677. I think that's about it. I think that's it. Phew. Oh, all right. We'll leave you alone now. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. Bye. button.